The James Suckling Podcast. Wine ratings, reports, interviews and more. Hi, how are you? Oh, good. Thank you. Lovely to meet you. This is wonderful. Lovely to meet you guys. Um, I have both rare champagnes, actually. I have the 2008 normal. Okay. uh, And I've got the 2012 rosé. So maybe we could talk through and taste both together. So, but you are here with some wine. So 2008 and before that, like what is rare champagne? Rare champagne... Uh, you know, it was the prestige cuvée of Piper at Sick, but today it's a standalone brand. And the philosophy be- behind Rare Champagne is only vintages. Not every year, of course. We started the story of, uh, of Rare Champagne. The first vintage of Rare Champagne is 1976. And the 2008 you have uh, right now is only the 11th vintage of white vintage for uh, Rare Champagne. Uh, we have the bottle here. <laughs> the same than you. Only few vintages and small, small quantities. And as you can imagine, rare is rare for the frequency of the vintages, but also the quantity of bottles we produce every year. It really depends on the quality we have, uh, I mean, available. We, we have the, the ability of having grapes from pretty, rare, pretty much everywhere in Champagne, thanks to Piper Heidsick. And so we have the ability to choose to make uh, a vintage or not, and decide also, I mean, what amount of water we produce according to the quality we have. So the, blend so the of grapes in, uh, in rare, is it from all over, from Montagne de Reims, from Côte des Blancs, from all over? Everything is open. I mean, there is no uh, door which is closed, especially because uh, since uh, I arrived, we started to implement blind testing uh, in order to I mean, really judge the, the quality of the wine according to the wine itself and not like a name or a cru on the label. So everything is open today and we have grapes coming from everywhere in Champagne. The tradition and the blend of Rare Champagne is 70% Chardonnay and 30% Pinot Noir from the very beginning. And enfin, it can change, but very slightly. So we keep that kind of uh, style and recipe uh, since 1976. And also, we know that we have some cru, some areas, some terroirs that fit perfectly with the style of Rare Champagne. And especially the Montagne de Reims, indeed, even for the white part of the blend, especially Villers Marmerie, which is a, a, a cru, which is in the blend for, I mean, since the beginning. And today, still today, when we make blind testing, because of the style and the unicity, the minerality, the tropical aromas also we get from Villers Marmerie. Mm. Uh, it fits to the style of rare. And also, I mean, it's eight, so eight is very cold uh, with a lot of freshness, minerality. So we have also for some coconut for me. And sometimes like 2006, which is a way more warmer vintage, more sun and stuff, you have more roasted pineapple, sometimes some mango as well. So the, I mean, the mm. tropical aromas is, can differ from one vintage to another, but yes, indeed, it's something that we, we have in each vintage. Um, side by side with that tropical notes, we most of the time have a lot of spiciness also. Uh, oriental notes kind of, some tea leaves, black tea leaves. Uh, it can be vanilla, it can be, in, can be cumin. It can be this type of, of spices, very delicate and elegant that, that, uh, that are present most of the time. And then also a nice touch of toastiness and minerality, uh, which is also linked uh, with the style of, of Rare Champagne. How much is from uh, the Montagne de Reims? 
In the 2008, it's the majority of the whites, which is balanced also with the, uh, with the Chardonnay from, uh, from Côte des Blancs and also some touch of Monguet. And are they a Premier and Grand Cru? Mostly? Not only because, uh, as I say, Monguet sometimes is in the blend. Yeah. Monguet, which is uh, close to Troyes. Uh, for me, it has the quality of a Grand Cru, but it's not. But it's like a, a great, great, great terroir. Um, but it's like you have probably, let's say, 90% of Grand Cru and Premier Cru. But the, uh, again, the door is not closed. And what it's driving us is really the quality of the wine itself. And for the Pinot Noir, same thing. It's mainly Verzi, uh, so just next door. Also Montagne de Reims, just next door uh, to, to Villers-Marmory. And then on the palette, what we're looking for is also uh, the minerality, of course, which is linked to, to Rare. And also, the, when I mean minerality, it can be, um, I mean, everybody used that word, but that touch of... Um, uh, the, the saltiness, almost. When, yeah. I, when I taste this, uh, almost like saline undertones, it's, I guess, what some people call minerality, or... That's that, you, you have the very ripe tropical fruit character, mm -hmm. but underneath you have this, like, saline note that mm -hmm. brings freshness to it. Mm -hmm. And the, the silkiness... The bubbles, I mean, this is the current vintage on the market in 2008. Uh, so regarding the, the other Prestige Cuvée that are on the market, we have a long aging and rare needs time. Eight is a vintage that can uh, age almost forever, especially for the blend we made for, for, for rare. But in any case, rare needs time to age. We need that slow aging to get that style, that elegance, the fineness of the bubbles and the silky touch kind of. Of, of the mm. of the bubble, that creaminess is really something important for, for us. And how, how long was this on lease for? So 2008 bottle in 2009, but we like also to, we have a long aging, but then we also like to have a, a time after disgorgement. So we like to have minimum one year of disgorgement. So that one mm. was gorged. I mean, the one we sent to you was disgorged at the end of 2020. So 11 years on lease plus one year and a half after disgorgement. Mm. Two types of aging which are different but also complementary to get more complexity. We test blind also for the dosage. So we make different samples and what we're looking for is harmony and balance. 2008 was so acidic, so fresh that we needed 10 grams. I really want to highlight that we are not looking for a number but really an harmony on the palate yeah. and uh, from one vintage to another it can go from 10, more if we need, probably not, uh, or six, five, if we think that we need uh, uh, less sugar according to the balance of the vintage. Shall we move uh, on to the rosé? Yes, if you're ready for that. Wonderful. This is only the third release of a rosé for uh, Rare Champagne. The first released was 2007. The second one was 2008. This is the one currently on the market. And 2012, is uh, the brand new one, which is uh, just arriving right now on the market pretty much everywhere in the world. So you are one of the first in the world to taste it, actually. Mm. Fantastic. Uh, we started with 2007. Back in 2007, uh, Rare was still the Prestige Cuvée for Piper. So Rare Rosé, the very first one, was a bit darker than the one you have in your glass right now. Uh, so you, you still found uh, kind of the, the, the style and the touch of Piper Head Sick Rosé and Piper Head Sick Spirit in the very first opus of Rare Rosé 2007. Then with Rare Rosé 2008, uh, Regis started to really feel the style of Rare Rosé and define it. 
And with 12, we are in the direct line of what we had with Rarose 2008, with the style in terms of color, of, in terms of, of touch on the palette and aromas as well. Of course, different vintage, 12 is way more open, generous, gourmand uh, and, and seductive than eight, which is more on the shy, the mineral side. Uh, but still, for me, this is really the, like the, the achievement kind of the style of uh, Rarose. And that's the foot, uh, I mean, the footstep kind of the, the print we want to keep for the future. So in terms of blend for that one, we have 12 different villages only. It's a rosé that we make by blend. And for the red part of the blend, we use uh, some Pinot Noir from Lérissé. So according to the vintage, yeah. we might choose Lérissé or Bouzy or both of them. In the case of 2012, it's exclusively Lérissé. We have dedicated vineyard over there to make red wine. Uh, especially with a different type of pruning to have lower yield. Of course, we harvest later to get the ripeness, the color, the nice fruit aromas, but no tannins, no greenness, no, no green aromas. We want really to have that uh, uh, juicy, crispy red fruit. And then by the art of blending, we blend it with some white fermented Pinot Noir to reach total uh, Pinot Noir 40% that we blend also with 60% of Chardonnay. And again, you have Villers-Marmerie for half of it, more, more, more or less. And then the rest of the blend is, in that case, exclusively from uh, Côte des Blancs. So you have no, uh, no Mongueux in the case of the 2012, for example. So you have some, uh, some Pertu, some Ménil, some Auger, uh, some Chouilly as well. I think uh, that's it. And for the... And the, what, what is the percentage of the red wine from Pinot Noir? Like 5%? A bit more. I think we are at... Eight, yeah, for that one, yeah, eight. Yeah. And again, it's eight uh, in, uh, in 2012. It was more in 2008. Every year is different. So sometimes you don't get the same color. So for 2008, we need a bit more. So we want Rarose to be very delicate and have, again, the balance. What I love about 12 is the balance between the fruit family, the flower family, and the spice family. All of them are here and quite balanced. And that's really what I love about the nose of mm -hmm. mm -hmm. so like, like lots of fresh red fruit and crunchiness. And... Mm. But yeah. again, I have this uh, salty, saltiness on the, on the palate that I, I love, along with mm. a bit of that spice, like a bit of white pepper, um, a yeah. little bit of clove character to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the spice I get too. And that minerality, that salinity you, you said is really the signature, part of the signature mm -hmm. of rare that we want to, to keep in the future. And I have also some flowers, a touch of rose, uh, today, I don't know for you, but today, uh, every day is different. Uh, I feel more the fruitiness and the spiciness, as you say. The flower is mm -hmm. there, but more shy than yesterday, for example. And on the fruity side, I have some nice wild strawberries, some guava as well. Some cherry, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I get uh, fresh and dried cherries on this. Mm. Lovely combination. Um, what, what is the, is there any winemaking differences between the normal rare and the rosé in terms of how you vinify the wine? Um, no, it's, I mean, for the vinification, no, there is no tricks. I mean, my philosophy, and that was a philosophy also of Regis before me and the team, is really to let the food talk. So everything is stainless steel fermented. Yeah. Uh, we keep separate each vintage, of course, each grape as well, but also each terroir, each village, and when we can, each vineyard that we want to keep separate. And then it's really by the degustation, the tasting, 
and the characterization of each wine that we figure out how we can blend it together. In that case, we make a rosé. We know that we will have the red wine that will bring the generosity and the fruitiness. So we, mean, we need to balance it with a touch of extra freshness, for example. So that's really by the art of blending that we find and figure out that balance. Um, that, that's the way we do it. In the two champagne you tested today, it's 100% malolactic down. So you cannot feel it because of, there is a lot of freshness, but the malolactic fermentation is done. Uh, because of global warming, the condition of growth, I mean, it's, it's the conditions are changing and the balance of the grapes are, is also changing. So today, uh, we decide case by case if we block the malolactic fermentation or not. So in the future of Royal Champagne, you might see small percentage of normal wine to bring back mm. that extra layer of freshness, acidity, salinity, bitterness also that we, we like for Royal Champagne. Mm, but That's for these two, especially the, the rosé, you have a wonderful freshness and you don't, like, as you said, you don't feel the MLF at all. Yeah. Any guess about the dosage for that one? Ah, uh, um, <laughs> six grams. <laughs> Seven. Seven. So Seven we, this is um, um, except rare le secret because we have also an offer of, of uh, mm. a Magnum older vintages, which is zero dosage, but this is the only one. This is the exception, which is confirming the rule. <laughs> but um, besides that, I mean, yes, this is the lowest dosage we ever made for rare including rare rosé and rare white. So, yeah. Wonderful. Um, and the color is typical from a rare rosé. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the it's very, it's pots. like a pale, like salmon-y copper, copper color. Yeah. It's yeah. what we call cated one. It's a kind of a pink quartz. The quartz, you know, the stone. How, the how do you say it? What's the name? Calced one. Calced one. I don't know in English. <laughs> but, uh, maybe like a, a rose quartz, maybe in English. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Uh, that was super interesting. Uh, lovely wines. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time. <laughs>